This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, John Solberg. Today, we're taking a look back to February 15th, 2011. Pitmaster restaurant tour, Tuffy Stone from Cool Smoke stopped by, talked to Greg about a recent disqualification he had with a brisket turn in. We're going to hear from Tuffy in just a minute, but first, let's check in with the legendary creator of the one and only Blues Hog Barbecue Sauce, Mr. Bill Arnold. Pitmaster Blues Hoggers, it's uh, Bill Arnold. Bill, how are you tonight? Doing great, Greg. It's great to be on your show. I really enjoy it, and and uh, just just glad to be here. Well, it's certainly my pleasure to have you on, Bill, and... You know, when we talk about competition barbecues, you've certainly been around it for a while. For the people that maybe don't have that intimate knowledge of how you kind of got into the whole barbecue deal, can you give us a little background about yourself before we actually get into the sauce and the rub stuff? Well, to be be honest with you, I got hungry. But uh, <laughs> I'm originally from Jackson, Tennessee. Down there on every corner uh, in the around that area, you, you, you find barbecue stands. Uh, as a child, I grew up around it and and uh, outdoor cooking, uh, stews, and and, and uh, barbecuing and stuff like that. So just kind of had a knack for it. I watched a lot of old timers and would hang out with them all night, and and uh, got into the Memphis and May circuit back in the mid '80s and uh, moved to Missouri uh, back in, uh, in that 1990, and uh, been here for for a while. Uh, uh, I came up with this. I've been using the sauce for years and years it's my own recipe uh, uh started out with rubs we you know made our own rubs down south uh tennessee uh, likes dry meats uh, uh, uh found out that you could enter this uh, sauce into a, a contest called the american oil international barbecue and sauce contest and end up winning the thing uh first time and and uh we've been a repeat walk uh, walker down front uh many years after that since uh I know a lot of the teams out there on the competition circuit are using it, and I appreciate all their business and everything. And uh, uh, I'm a single parent of three little girls. Uh, my I wear a side hat as the mayor of Perry, Missouri, population 700. So other than the sauce company, yeah, that keeps me busy. <laughs> so initially, was it just you deciding to, to throw that sauce into the American Royal, or, or when did you actually decide to try and get into the, the competition barbecue aspect as well? Well, like I said, uh, back in the 80s, uh, I started uh, cooking the Memphis May circuit down in, around Jackson, Memphis, around that area, and had developed uh, uh, a dry rub and a sauce that I thought was pretty unique, and everybody else, uh, uh, especially the judges, seemed to think so. And uh, when I I didn't have it on the market, but when I moved to Missouri, there was a uh, I'm all about giving, and uh, there was a farm family got burned out of their home out here, and uh, their neighbors asked me if I'd cook a couple of whole hogs, and I made up a batch of my sauce, and 
and sent it over there. And uh, and the next day, the phone started ringing. People wanting to know what kind of sauce that is and where could they could buy it. And and uh, I said, well, that's my sauce. Well, one gentleman that uh, called uh, uh, had a chain of IGA stores, and he said, I think you got something, Bill. And uh, so I went through the, the University of Missouri and uh, and uh, different, uh, uh, you know, the nutritional facts statement, uh, the barcode to get it in the stores. And, and so it was just a sideline. I was a tool and die engineer at the time. And uh, yeah, like, like I said, it was, it was a hobby. But, yeah, we had about uh, my first – my goal was to double my stores every year. Well, after the first year, we had over 100 stores carrying it. Yeah, and like I said, I was a tool and die engineer and walked into work one day and they sent my job south of the border. So uh, there I was with a single parent with three little girls and I needed a job. So I got out, uh, started hustling, making the sauce and putting in more stores and, and then created a little uh, manufacturing facility and it kept growing. And so now my products are manufactured by Allegro Fine Foods down in Paris, Tennessee. They make Allegro marinades and just a great bunch of people to work with. Uh, but uh, it actually started out helping others. When I'd uh, do a benefit for uh, somebody that was less fortunate or, or a cancer, cancer patient, I'm uh, recuperating from brain cancer. And uh, uh, I know Scotty Johnson's a very good friend of mine. I, I, I donate to him and help him out. And uh, I've been blessed by all the friends uh, out there of mine that are on the competition circuit that use it and spread the words. So that's basically how it, it got started. Uh, uh, when when you get these teams out there using it and they're winning, uh, I, it, it makes me proud uh, to, to to watch them go. Uh, I, I've won literally a couple thousand awards with it, and uh, it's it's I've just been blessed. It's a unique sauce. The Tennessee Red is a thinner uh, vinegar based sauce. To, uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's very unique in its own way, and then. The honey mustard uh, has won many uh, uh, top awards uh, in the in the sauce competitions across the country. That uh, um, it, that's uh, is like the original. It's it's very unique. It's a hard to describe flavor. It's uh, it's a it's a mustard with a with a solid uh, uh, honey flavor to it, but no not overwhelming. So my products are easy on the on the tongue. They don't have they're not sharp. They're, I call them sweet with the right amount of heat, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking with Bill Arnold. You can find him at blueshog.com. You can certainly order off that website, too, if you haven't done so already. Do you have any idea? Have you been able to quantify any type of number as far as how many teams have won with the sauce in whatever form or fashion that they're using it, Bill? Oh, my. I have no idea. Um I got a phone call, uh, I think about two or three years ago, uh, from, uh, it was up in the upper East Coast. I'm thinking maybe Maine or somewhere up there. And one of the judges called me and he said, Bill, he said, uh, I just finished judging a contest and, and it was a Blues Hog barbecue contest that every single team was using it. But, uh, I have no idea, uh, I, I, I know a lot of the teams that, that do use it. Uh, uh, some of them, you have to pay $500 or $400 or $300 to find out what they're using. But I know a lot of the top teams, I uh, was proud to watch them walk this year and uh, uh, at the at the awards ceremony and get their trophies. Uh, 
But uh, I was I get phone calls. I got one today from a gentleman down in Louisiana, and he said we we just we we've been using your products in the backyard division. We're going going up the next level to the pro circuit, and uh, uh, you got any tips for us? And I said, <laughs> based it with Blues Hog. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Do you think, Bill, because it seems to be so popular now, and even the new team seem to be doing so well with it because of these classes that they're taking, everybody's kind of showcasing what they're doing to win. Do you think people might start to get away from it a little bit on the competition scene? I don't think so. I think in that, Greg, they're using uh, – uh, a lot of teams my using my product as a base and then adding their own flavor or maybe some honey or some butter or some some uh uh some product to it uh, to to maybe even uh, tweak it to a step uh up you know i um uh, I, I like i said i I put out one product. Of course, the I'm looking. I'm really excited about this next product coming out because it is a natural hickory uh, smoke uh, uh, ingredient that we're using. It's kind of like a blues hog with a uh, a little twist to it, but it, it will have smoke to it. So I'm thinking that personally that this is my best sauce yet, and uh, uh, I've got all oh, more sauce recipes over here than. And, uh, you know, I can count, but uh, I've got a raspberry chipotle that I play with, uh, a gourmet finishing sauce that's got chocolate. I've even got a sauce that tastes like a Thin Mint Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> but uh, I stick with the mainstream on my on my three three, three main sauces, yeah, for, uh, for, for selling, yeah. Bill Arnold joining us from Blues Hog. Bill, it's kind of uh, almost unfathomable that you think that other sauce might do as well, but uh, I guess time is going to be the test, and if it uh, does half as good, I'm sure that's uh, going to be a raging success in everybody else's uh, estimation. Again, the website, blueshog.com. If you haven't tried it, go ahead and grab yourself up some. Again, we're talking with Bill Arnold. Bill, I appreciate the history lesson as far as how this all got started, and uh, we'll look for you again on the show soon. I appreciate it. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Yeah, definitely a guy that's got a lot of irons in the fire right now, and that's uh, my guest, Tuffy Stone. Cool Smoke is the team name, and then also got the Q Restaurant thing happening out there in Virginia. Uh, Tuffy, if we can kind of port back into time a few weeks ago down there at Lakeland, um, you know, for some somehow I'm the media maven and I missed this whole thing uh, as it happened and, and kind of just fell in my lap on a Tuesday night, uh, the, you know, the weekend after it happened by a guy out west who had heard about it. And uh, everything seemed to be going just great until this whole brisket thing turned in. And I mean, there's probably a, a couple different angles that we could take as far as how this whole thing was actually even caught on tape and and then it's just kind of out there for everybody to see so i guess my initial question is i mean is this society that we live in i mean you just got to know that at any point you could be photographed or you could be on video and it's going to be up on the internet forever well sure i mean i mean i think just about everybody these days is 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 walking around with a camera or, or whether they're shooting still or whether they'll shoot video i mean most people's phones these days have the capability of uh, of capturing also. It's going to be really interesting to see as, as we continue to go forward uh, uh, things that will be captured, you know, that might have, you know, been missed before technology. But, um, and which I think is pretty cool. I mean, 
And, you know, I'm not one of these cooks that plays games with trying to be on the, you know, the very last turn in or anything like that. My my goal when I'm trying to build boxes, whether it's brisket or any other, is how can I build my box as close to the turn-in window uh, as possible? Because my goal is to give the judges really, you know, just hot food and, and, and have it look, you know, just, just the perfect box. And so I felt like I had built my brisket box. I started to begin to build a brisket box on time, and, and my dad kept giving me time, and it was getting close. And one of the things that uh, for this particular weekend and 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 it happens at a lot of contests, but you know the the clock that was the official clock was a minute uh, diff, a minute off from everybody's cell phone that at least was sitting around me, and I knew that. So you know I knew to 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 not pay attention to my time, but my dad was kind of giving me the you know the count as I was building it, and it got to a point where it was getting close, and I said, all right, don't tell me any more, Dad, because it's not helping me. Let me just finish this box. So. <laughs> I finished the box and I just took off running. And I, you know, I was all state cross country runner. I, I, I'm a real fast runner, even uh, I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I, I can run pretty fast. And I, I left out of my sight and I hit, I hit the steps, uh, scaling that wall, and and I just was booking. And you know, the way the turning was set up is they had a little doorway that you went into, and then there was the table, and you know. I would Johnny Twig was outside when I came around that corner and I was just flying and you know, took my took my box to the table, uh, lickety split, looked up at Carolyn, saw her face, looked down at it, the where the clock was and her hand was on it and the clock was down. And just was like, you know, oh man. I said I, I think I said to her, Am I DQ? And she looked at me, and then the and I don't know who the gentleman was at the table. He said to put your box on the tray. Yeah. So uh, I put my box on the tray, and then I didn't have it faced the right way, and turned it the right way. And at that point, I was under the impression that my box was being accepted because of what the man had said. Sorry, but I knew that the phone call was probably a, uh, an important phone call, so. It was my dad calling me from the cook site, and he said, you need to get over to the cook site. And I was like, Dad, I'm, I'm doing an interview right now. Can I, can I, can this wait? And he's like, no, you need to get over here. So I go around the backside of the hangar and come over to my site, and it's uh, Carolyn Wells and Wayne Loman. And I can just tell by the look on their face uh, that what they're there to do, they're not, they're not happy about and, you know, and, and honestly speaking, I've been to many, many contests where I've seen the reps have to get in that golf cart and do that dreaded drive to somebody's site to DQ them, whether it's ribs getting, you know, uh, two ribs hanging together or or something in somebody's chicken. Uh, and, and I've never seen a rep happy about doing it. And let me give you a plan B. That's what the, my my old favorite TV show uh, used to be Boston uh, Boston Legal, and they always used to do Plan B, where they would tack somebody else that wasn't actually trying to be convicted in trial here. But okay. the same situation is is going down here. Uh, first of all, I mean, it couldn't have gone any worse for KCBS. You have a video camera. You have the lady that founded the KCBS right there at the table. 
And then you yeah. have Tuffy Stone, a guy who's been on television, a guy who's been KCBS Team of the Year. I mean, you can show up at a competition and people are going to know who you are. There's just no doubt about it. I can show up to a competition and people are going to kick me in the teeth and punch me in the face because they don't think I'm nobody. <laughs> so if I, I, my theory is this. If, if I would have been you doing that, Carolyn would have told me to beat the bricks. But because it was you, there's that one, there's just that, uh, damn, toughy, and, he, you know, all these things are maybe going around in her head, and it's, it's merely uh, speculation on my part. But perhaps, yeah. just perhaps, some of the celebrity that you've garnered, and, of course, all of the uh, awards that you've actually earned, might have played into this whole deal just to kind of make it even seem a little bit worse where now people are like, is anybody getting special treatment? Has this been going on and before we want everything videotaped from now on? Did that ever cross your mind at all? No, you know, my, my gut is the way I think that I just described it to you as to why it went down the way. It, I, I believe that to be the truth. Um, I've never received any special, uh, um, you know, first of all, I've always had my boxes on time, so I've, I've never. I've, uh, so I can't. You know, I, 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 typically speaking, you know, I make sure all my ribs are cut, and there, there are six individual portions, and then my chicken's not undercooked, and the, that I've, I'm using the proper garnish. And so, you know, I've never, I've never had any issues to to, to test whether I would ever get any preferential treatment or not. Um, but I do believe that. I mean, once again, and I don't know who the gentleman was, but he was the one that swayed the motion. Um, and I think it was an awkward, you know, I, I mean, I hope that all the the reps and, 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 and all the officials in the KCBS are, are being very careful in, in, in the decisions that they make and, and that they're prudent ones. And, and that, you know, my, my, for me, being a cook, and, and driving all over the country and spending the kind of money that I do in KCBS, my my main goal and, and the most important issue for me, or, or my, the, the most important issue for me, is that our our contests are being officiated uh, in such a way to where we're all on on the same playing field, and that you know that there's no mishaps that way. There's there's no mistakes, and so. Um, so if, if it took, if it took Carolyn, you know, dealing with it in the way that she had to deal with it and, and, and getting Cliff involved and getting Wayne Loman involved, I mean, at the end of the day, they made the right decision and it was my fault. I should, I should, I should be clearly, uh, more on the inside of turning times and, and never be that close. And, and I'd like to say that I'll never be that close again, um, but I'm superstitious that way, and so I'm going <laughs> to knock on this bookcase right here. Uh, and, you know, I hope I never do it again. But, you know, and, and I, I really felt bad. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, too. It might be real easy to look at that video and, 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 and see how clear, uh, you know, how to me it still looks close, but I know I'm biased. And there you have it, Greg's conversation with Bill Arnold and Tuffy Stone from February the 15th, 2011. If you want to hear the rest of this show, head on over to thebbqcentralshow.com. The link for this show is in the show notes for this show. While you're there, you know the drill. 
please subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of the Barbecue Central Show or this show again. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I will talk to you soon. <laughs>